All right, welcome everybody to From Rock Bottom to Badass. Today, I have my new friend, Miss Janessa McKenzie, who is a business coach and a brand strategist. And we're going to talk about her. So Miss Janessa, first, will you tell us who are you in your words? <laughs> That's a multi-layered question, right? <laughs> who are you? Told you they were gonna be general. Yeah. <laughs> That's general, yeah. Um, so for business, I am a uh, spiritual business and life coach, and I help spiritual entrepreneurs to really design their own intuitively designed strategies and structures so that they can have the freedoms that they really want in their business to do their deep transformational work on themselves and on others. Um, in my everyday life, I am a mom, I am a fiance, I am a photographer, I am extremely creative, uh, I love to garden, like there's so many, the beach, uh, I was just telling you earlier that my daughter and I went and caught the eclipse at the beach this morning, um, just, I am very spiritual, I am very, but eclectically spiritual, so that I don't have like a set certain you know rituals or like uh what do you what do you call it um routines mm -hmm. you just do what feels good every day yeah um there are certain things that i like to do every morning but i don't you know shame myself for not doing them if i don't do them so mm. yeah but um yeah it's taking me a while to get to that or I'm just, I don't care what anybody thinks of what I do or what I don't do or what I think or what I don't think. Um, not even my kids or my fiance. Like, I am who I am at this point in my life. So it's very freeing to get to that point. Yeah, it is. I yeah. definitely vibe with you on that. And uh, I wrote a book about self-worth and um, one of my, I don't know if it's like a chapter or just like a part of a chapter, but it's like one of my roles in life is like, do what you want to do when you want to do it mm -hmm. and it'll free you. Yeah. I mean, literally just doing what you need to do when you need to do it is yeah. everything. It is. Yeah. And it's really, you know, just following that intuition that we all have inside of us. Yeah. Even if it's, you know, your ego goes, what the heck? Like, you want me to do what? <laughs> and it will, it will go what the heck. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I've like been sitting here doing whatever and I just like get this intuitive hit that says go outside. And I'm like, mm, drop it all. And I'm like, go spend some time outside. Yeah. Just take a left, not a right. Or you just go left instead of right when you usually go right, you know? Yeah. And then not like battling yourself about it either. Being like, oh, okay, well that was meant to be. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love the way that you think about your spiritual world and your life like that so mm. many people need to learn from you in that aspect <laughs> and do that more for themselves um so I think really the only requirement or I don't even want to say requirement but just like basis that I give people to like know if you should be on my podcast or not is like do you identify with like a rebirth story and mm. um, so recovery or rebirth it 
what does that mean to you? So like, I know you've had some, an experience that you resonate with, right? Yeah. About that. What does that mean to you? Recovery, rebirth, that kind of thing. Recovery or rebirth really to me is finding yourself again. It's just coming home to you. Like, I feel like when we're going through whatever it is we're going through, we're so in that, that we are lost. We lost ourselves in it. Um, so, you know, when you realize, or when you, you either have this moment where you're like enough, like you have to decide, you make the decision to be different, right? Or something ends, which was like, in my case, it was a marriage ends. And now you're like, oh, now what? So I think, you know, there's obviously different situations for different people. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like those are two main things that happen when you hit that either the rock bottom and you're like, okay, I can't do this anymore. It, this can't happen this way anymore. I don't want it to be this way anymore. And you decide to change. Or like I said, something ends that wasn't in your control to end and you feel lost, but realize that you were really lost kind of the whole time. <sighs> and then, and this is your rebirth to find yourself again. Mm. That was so beautifully said. Oh, thank you. Just coming home to you. That's, I feel that on such a deep level and like yeah. how that relates to my journey in my life. Mm. I remember, I remember feeling like I missed me. I'm like, I just miss myself. Yes. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, and it took me a while to even get to that point, even after my marriage ended to be like, where's that girl that was like the 17, 18 year old, you know, that just didn't have a care, didn't have a care in the world. I mean, we all have responsibilities, but being free and having feeling freedom is totally different than knowing that you have responsibilities. Um, like where, where's that person? Or even like the five-year-old girl that would like just run on the beach and jump in the waves and not give a crap about what anything, you know what I mean? We just, we have way less inhibitions when we're younger. And as we grow older, we feel like we have to, um, you know, do or be or dress certain ways or like, you know, oh, I can't wear a bikini on the beach now because I've had three kids and there's stretch marks and there's love handles and there's all these things. And is that really who we are though? You know, like I, I really, these are the questions that I ask myself. Like I am always asking myself questions when I feel like I shouldn't be doing something and I'm here quoting here, like shouldn't be doing something. Why, why shouldn't I do that? Like who says this is good or not good or who says it's not okay or it's okay. Who am I 
thinking is saying it's not okay or it's okay? Is it me or is it because I'm worried about what everybody else is going to think about it? Right. And if I come to the point where I'm like, not me, it's what everybody else was thinking about, I, then I just reevaluate and I'm like, do, do I want to do this? Do I want to wear a bikini to the beach <laughs> or not? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right. We complicate the hell out of stuff, don't we? Yeah. And it's all based on external things. Yeah. We're so conditioned to look at everything externally that we've lost, you know, the ability to look at ourselves. Like it's work to look at ourselves because of the conditioning that we had growing up or circumstances and situations that we've been in or experiences we've had. Yeah. And like, I think for me, I always feel like this grief of like, oh, the time I have spent just like not being fully authentic, <laughs> all that wasted time where I could have been free. Like it makes me feel bad to go to that place where I see all of that time and opportunities that I missed out on or whatever. So it's like, sometimes it's hard to face Mm -hmm. things inside of yourself because you have to go through that like grief process a little bit too mm -hmm. then you think about like what is that is that serving you to sit in that guilt right about like you can't change it right there's nothing you can do about it at this point what happened in the past but you can change what you do next so, I mean, yes, feel your feels because, you know, it, it does drive me crazy with people being like, oh, you got to be positive all the time and don't ever have any bad thoughts. And, you know, if you feel bad, just raise your vibe. Like, right. Right. <laughs> That's bullshit. We're humans. We are humans too. Yeah. I mean, you do need to grieve in certain situations. You do need to feel the guilt for a minute so that you understand what it's like to not feel that like which one would you rather feel guilty or not guilty like that's the question that you're literally asking yourself when you're like okay i don't really want to sit in this anymore what do i need to do to move through it and how am i going to choose to feel in the next five minutes definitely i love this Okay. So like, so that's kind of what that situation of like recovering rebirth looks like. Mm. Can you speak on a little bit? So, so you said a marriage was your rock bottom or ending of the marriage was your rock bottom. What did you go through during that time? Oh my God. What uh, was it that you in inevitably had to recover from that you had to rebirth from yeah a lot <laughs> <laughs> a lot um so it was an emotionally abusive marriage um with a narcissist which was super exciting <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay always right <laughs> um and what what i went through really was like I totally lost what I don't want to say I lost it. I gave away my power to that marriage. I, you know, it was, I always felt like I couldn't do anything right. 
I wasn't good enough. Like, why can't he just love me the way I am? Like, why can't he just say nice things? Um, and it all ended up like, it was just conditioned, me conditioning myself to tell myself I wasn't good enough because I wasn't good enough because I wasn't good enough. And, you know, when it ended, he ended it, thankfully, thank God. Right. Because I mean, when it ended, I was like, oh, like this can't happen. Right. (laughs) What do you mean? You're just going to give up. Ooh, side question. Do you feel like you would have eventually ended it, made the choice to end it if it wasn't for him? At some point, yeah, but I think it it would have dragged on way longer than it needed to. <laughs> yeah, I always feel like the universe has to like intervene on some shit for me. Like, oh, well, yeah. thanks God for like getting me out of that because otherwise I probably would have stayed there forever. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm thankful, you know, that he did. I'm grateful that it, it I'm grateful for the entire experience, um, which I couldn't say that for a really long time. And I actually had to heal and change my own beliefs. Um, and it took a long time to do that. A long time. And now, so we have two kids together as well. And it was pretty much like we've been, let's see. So we separated, like we were separated, we were married and then we separated, but didn't get divorced right away. Mm-hmm. so we were technically married for like 10 years but we were only together for five and we like, didn't get a divorce for like five years because I don't know we just didn't feel like we wanted to go spend the money to do it I, I really don't know I mean I, I could dig into that even more in my own personal thing but mm-hmm. um, probably in the back of my head it it was you know, maybe it would work out again. I'm, um, I don't know, subconsciously, I don't know, but thank God it didn't. Anyway, um, I kind of forgot where I was going with that whole thing. I (laughs) just got on that tangent. Uh, Oh, um, yeah. I, and it was, so it was probably just, I don't know, about a year now. And like, he's remarried. I am with um, someone now and have been for quite a long time um, that when he calls and I see his name pop up on my phone, that my stomach doesn't automatically go into a knot. Mm. Like it used to be like, like, I don't even want to answer the phone because it's just going to be an argument and he's just going to turn everything around on me. It's all fault and I'm gonna feel like shit again yeah um so it took a while and a lot of work and a lot of self-development and a lot of you know spiritual journeying and soul healing to get to the point where I'm like it is what it is at this point like you, he could probably say whatever to me at this point. And I'm just like, whatever, like, those are your thoughts, not mine. And, but his thoughts used to be my, like his thoughts would turn into, I would believe what he was saying. Does that make sense? Yeah. So about yourself, about myself. Yes. Yeah. So that's kind of how it like affected you. Yeah. Going through that narcissistic abuse. Yes. 
change the way that you felt. And yeah, just having a conversation with him and the argument would always be like, you know, it would get turned back around on me. Like it, whatever the argument was, was my problem or my fault, or I, you know, was to blame or because I sucked as a mother in his words or whatever it was, I would end up believing that about myself. And, and I can't carry that. Like it becomes a story that you tell yourself over and over again, which just ends up being a limiting belief and sabotages the crap out of the rest of your life. Wow. So how did you survive in the meantime? Like during, while you were going through it, while you were in that kind of madness? What did you do to kind of self-preserve or like keep yourself afloat or like stay sane enough to live through the day? How'd you survive? In the, in the marriage or after? <laughs> in, like during it all, right? How did you not just like crumble and on the floor? Yeah, so he, <laughs> uh, he worked a lot. So he was barely ever home. Um, so there was, <laughs> thank God, I didn't, we never spent a lot of time together. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then there was like a point where like he worked during the day and I worked at night. Like, I think there were just things that, I don't know. I mean, I think that my soul knew I needed to go through that to get to where I am now and just supported me through it. Yeah. So you had like a spiritual yeah. strength or connect yeah yeah it wasn't like you know I had specific things that I did mm-hmm. um like you didn't think about it that hard no I really didn't <laughs> yeah Thinking sometimes it's on, like plus we we had kids so I like poured myself into the kids and um so yeah I mean I think of, you know, you try to avoid one thing by filling it with another and not that I, you know, tried to fill myself by pouring into my kids, but I mean, we all do that with our kids anyways, but I was avoiding one thing by filling it with another thing. Kind of just focusing on like the better parts of your life. Yeah. Focusing on that positive. 100%. Yeah. Can you yeah. tell me about the spiritual part of your recovery and your rebirth a little bit deeper? Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's funny because I think, you know, if we go like all the way back to like when I was a kid, right? I was brought up in a Christian household. My, you know, we went to church with my grandmother, like not every Sunday, but she went every Sunday, but we didn't go every Sunday. But, you know, I went to Sunday school and, you know, learned the Bible and all of those things, heaven and hell and and all that. And, um, and, but I was always infatuated with more, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. beyond that, Mm -hmm. um, like my senior thesis in high school was like on near-death experiences. Yes, 
I like binge watch need NDEs. Yeah. So much. Yeah. yeah. I, oh my gosh. You should see my like my like Netflix list. It's like ancient <laughs> aliens and <laughs> like how the brain works and all these things. And my fiance is always like, what are you watching now? Right. <laughs> I'm like, you don't need to watch it. <laughs> right. Sounds like me and you could get a bottle of wine and just nerd out together for like. Oh my gosh. So yes. Uh, the newest one I'm watching is Skinwalker Ranch, The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. That one's pretty interesting. Um, yeah, write that one down. I'm not, I'm writing it down. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again. It's The Secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, but yes, I watch some of the strangest shows, you know, I guess, uh, non-societal conforming shows. <laughs> Love that that title. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yes, I've always been like like supernatural, like magic, like energy, and you know, all of the things have always innately been inside me. I just didn't really bring them out and not cared what anybody else thought about it until um you know pretty recently and and all of this happened really like this entire self-development self-awareness spiritual journey happened when I became an entrepreneur like if I didn't become an entrepreneur I probably would not be so in tune and into those things yeah as as I am I feel you. It pushes you to the next level. Yeah. It's um, when I first started, I'm like, this is like self-development with a paycheck. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nothing. I don't think anything has pushed me to grow more than like having to uh, look at my limiting beliefs around like money and receiving money and growing a business and like being deserving of like payment for my services and just like all this nothing has pushed me further than that journey yeah and it's like it's uncomfortable right super I remember when I like when I really dug into the one of my money beliefs was um like I felt like I would never be able to make the amount of money that I wanted in my business yeah and I was like why why, why, why? And so digging and digging. And when you open your mind to, to let in the memories of your, you know, childhood, your past period, Mm -hmm. um, because that's what you have to do in order to really nail down what, where that limiting belief came from so that you can be like, Oh my God, serious. Like usually (laughs) that's what happened. You usually right. like, are you kidding me right now? Like, why am I still telling myself that story from like grade school? Right. It is not serving me anymore. So what's my new story going to be? Um, but it was because, you know, I came from like a blue collar middle-class family and I lived in a very affluent town. So all of my friends, 99% of my friends, <laughs> but most of <laughs> Most of my friends, (laughs) their parents um, had money, a Mm -hmm. lot of it. 
right? Uh, there were like twins in my, in one of my classes that um, their dad was a dentist and they like the girl, there was a boy and a girl and the girl like had a horse and I don't know, they were like really nice looking people and they, but they were kind of jerks. You know? <laughs> Uh, but they all, they had like the designer clothes and we couldn't afford the designer, like the newest style designer clothes weren't in our budget. And we like, we lived in an apartment complex and these people had like houses as big as my apartment building. So, yeah. um, so my impression of people with money was that, you know, they were just lucky which meant I was unlucky. Mm. So that was the belief that I was holding for so long that I didn't have luck with money. Not that you have luck with money, but that was a limiting belief. Like I moved beyond that part of it, but that was a limiting belief for me that I was never going to have that kind of money because I wasn't one of the golden people that had right. money like that I was always going to be underneath um the people that I had surrounded myself with not by choice when I was you know younger like I couldn't help where I went to school you know then um so it was it was always feeling less than yeah every all the kids that I went to school with I get that. I remember, um, and I was homeschooled for like seven years. My first seven years, any schooling was done at home. And then, so we just lived in like this little, you know, bubble of where everything was cool in our house. And we did thrift shopping and we did this, you know, and like, I just wasn't exposed to like the other people. So what it wasn't until I was in third grade that like, I had almost this big, like trauma of, oh my God, other people live like that and like this is how we did and like I remember like they all had like all the same clothes and I'm like it made me super centric like I love my my history made me really creative really eccentric so I'm here with like my super cool like thrift shop finds <laughs> like yeah feeling like a boss until the girls are like what are you wearing <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, right what's wrong with it like I didn't even know I didn't understand it was like two completely different worlds it was like me and then these people with money so I always yeah. felt so left out and like so like yeah it was for them and this was for me so I totally I totally get that yeah and I felt like uh, and and I don't want to say I felt like but I came to the realization that I lived my whole life pretty much with the scarcity and lack mindset mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that you know um, I always wanted, but knew I couldn't have, Yeah, you know, or. Oh my now, God, I could go on all day about the money thing. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so many different pieces and layers to the money thing, but I mean, that was just one limiting belief that I had, yeah. right? <laughs> there's so many there's money many. beliefs really keep you stuck and they all kind of directly relate to like self-worth, you know? Yep. They do. They do. Am I good enough for this? Am I good enough for that? Do I deserve this? Do I deserve that? Every, every limiting belief, every single one, everyone is related to a 
you know, yourself, a story you're telling yourself about yourself. Right. And about what you're worthy of. Yeah. Yeah. So segue back. (laughs) (laughs) We go on some tangents together already. Um, Do you feel like, okay, so I've been on so many different kinds of healing journeys Mm -hmm. and I know like with it, with my history with like mental health and like trauma and addiction and things like that, there's so many areas where you get told like, oh, well, this is something you'll probably have to deal with for the rest of your life. And then like, I feel like I was able to kind of break through some of those belief systems about like that something is forever, like, and get through to the other side and like, feel like I'm done with it and I healed from it and like, I can go on now. Mm -hmm. And so I always like to ask people like, what parts of your, like, journey what healing journeys do you feel like you'll be on for the rest of your life is there any things that you are are like oh I got that down pat like I'm done there never doing that again and then you know what I mean like some other things are like lifelong things for me like spirituality I will always be able to do more and learn more and be better Mm -hmm. you know what I mean well I think that's a good point that you just said we will always for the rest of our lives be learning and you know, being and, you know, better, always learning, being, and, you know, just, I don't even want to say striving because we're not striving We're we're just being right. We're just going forward. I think it's the choice to go forward instead of sitting in what was that changes the game Mm -hmm. because we and being present like right this second you can't go back to the past ever Mm -hmm. like your mind can but you physically can never go go back to the and you can physically never go to the future because the future is happening to you at every second like it's different every second so your mind can go to the future but you physically are always in the present always yeah so when you realize that you are always in the present making choices and decisions in that moment become a totally different game yeah because you're not thinking because when we go to the future we're going well what if right what if this happens what if that happens or um you know, it's never going to work because, or, um, you know, like if you're in, in business, it, oh, this is what I tell my students all the time my, and my clients, if you're telling yourself that your like next launch is going to fail, it's going to fail. Yeah. Because your belief is just a self-fulfilled prophecy. Mm-hmm. Period. Isn't and it people- so simple? <laughs> it is it is simple but people don't we've never been taught this right right we've never been taught any of these things yeah like how to regulate our emotions how that we can choose how to feel that we can choose our thoughts that we can like literally create our own reality yeah nobody ever said that to me in school and I remember being like on my journey and just basically just laughing out loud, like realizing just how hysterically simple it was. Oh, you mean I can literally just 
okay, I'm gonna be this way now. And then like, be different. I was like, holy crap, what am I doing with my life? (laughs) I know it's like an entirely new world opens up. And then when you realize something else, it's like another whole entire world opens up. And it's like, you just keep opening all these different doors to worlds that you didn't know existed. Right. But then also on the same, in that same way of thinking, like you can shut a door, right? You can get everything you were supposed to get like out of that realm or whatever, and then kind of close the door and be like, okay, I did that thing, right? I did that thing. I can move on to like the next thing now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it is amazing that I get to share this stuff like with my kids now. Um, I, I love that, that I can do that so that they're, they have a different perspective and they can think differently. I mean, I think I'm always telling them to be curious. Like if you think something, ask yourself why. Yeah. If you want to do something, but you're really not sure, or like, you're not sure if you want to do something, ask yourself why. Like staying curious and being present, I think are two of the really big game changers. I'm writing that one down. (laughs) Staying curious and being present. Which is why like, you know, when I started my podcast, which is exactly why I didn't, like I have people fill out an application just so I know what they do and like what we're going to talk about. And like you said at the beginning of yours, like you don't really do much research on the people you have on because you want to, you want like authentic and honest reaction. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, kind of why when I started mine, that's, we just start a conversation and have the conversation because I don't want it pre-planned. I don't want it, you know, I don't want to know too much either. <laughs> yeah. I just want it to flow. 100%. You know, I really started this podcast, I think for myself to have opportunities for connection <laughs> with other yeah. people. And because I love these type of conversations, you get into these conversations and you go, that's gold. Like that was yeah. gold. I'm that should that. have been recorded, right? <laughs> like We could have a planet with what we just talked about. Yeah. <laughs> and I just capture that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love too, is that, you know, even though we may have a subject, like that subject might lead to another subject, to another subject, to another subject. And that's where you get the gold, right? That's Mm -hmm. where the gold happens and how you can just share all of your amazingness with the world on that podcast that, you know, I don't know. I think for me, the po- a podcast is just incredible. Like you said, I, my yeah. network has grown immensely. The people I've met are amazing. Um, and I get to share what I have to say and what somebody else has to say. Yeah, and I'm a big and believer that- Thousands yeah. and thousands of people at once. We all have like, I think as healers and, you know, I, I interview a lot of people that have, that are coaches like me interview a lot of people who have businesses and like we're all in this like recovery rebirth kind of thing you know the theme that I have we're all trying to help people Mm. and like so that underlying thing of that we're all trying to help people that core mission is like what it's all about 
And yeah. I know at the end of the day, like some people are meant to work with me. Some people are meant to work with you. It, I could never help the ones that are meant for you because they're yours. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. why not? There's plenty to go around. There's 8 billion people in the world. Like we're trying to <laughs> raise the vibration of the planet. We're trying to heal the world. Like I can't do that single handedly by myself, obviously, or it'd be done. And we have to work with it. It's already happened. Right. It's already happened. Um, so the, yeah, like I love to share these spaces and have these, it heals me so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I, and you learn, you learn so much from your guests and from yourself, because sometimes you just start talking and you're like, Ooh, where did that come from? Like, that was really good. <laughs> right. And that just came out of my mouth. <laughs> and that's that type of magic that only happens like through connections like this. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Who was your biggest support or what was your biggest support along your journey? How did they or it support you? And why was it so impactful? And why what? And why was it so impactful? Mm. So I will have to say always my biggest supporters were my mom and my kids, even when they didn't realize they were supporting me. Oh, yes. Um, just by being them, being born. <laughs> yeah. Um, they were supporting me because there were times where I was like, you know, felt like maybe going to jump off a bridge or something, you know, and <laughs> I wouldn't do that because I wouldn't ever want my kids to, you know, be left with that. Yeah. 100%. I totally yeah. get you on that. Yeah. My son came literally right in the right time where I needed a huge motivation to continue mm. on mm. a good path. Yeah. Yeah. Kids seem to do that. They do that. <laughs> yeah. Man. Yeah. So definitely, you know, I mean, my mom was always the quad, like, quietly in the background she never was like oh you need to do this or you need to do that or you know none of that it was always just knowing that she was there you know um and I was not a big asker for help person um <laughs> never wanted to admit that anything was wrong um which carried over into my business for a little while too right yeah, I think that's, and I'm, I'm really trying to like normalize that with my audience and, you know, as many people as I can, but you know, I, who I have direct influence on, whoever I have direct influence on is who I'm trying to normalize that with. Like, mm -hmm. it's okay that it's not okay. It's okay that it's not perfect. It's okay that you're like, I don't love this or I don't like, you know, being in this situation or I don't, you know, I think that I felt like when I had, when, if I asked for help, that it meant I was weak. Yeah. I'm, and, I'm in that space right now where I'm like getting to like my husband and I have another business and then I have my business. And like, I'm at the point with both where I'm like, okay, we really got to start delegating like mm. lots of responsibilities. <laughs> And like, it's, you know, it's hard to, when you get to that place where 
okay, this thing has grown into an entity that's bigger than me. Mm. And so I can't run it by myself anymore because it's bigger than me. Right. Mm -hmm. And you have to start getting people to like fill in these voids and like creating teams of people. So I get what you're saying for sure. You know, even people that reach out to a coach or there, there are probably hundreds of thousands of people right now going, I really, really would love to hire a coach but I am so afraid to tell everybody that I've hired a coach because then they think that I can't do it all by myself. Mm-hmm. That was, I, I, that happened to me in the beginning too. I'm like, I can do this myself. Psh, no problem. No big deal. Yeah. Okay. Um, two VAs and like, however many coaches and mentors I need later. <laughs> like you just got to let go of that because it, it really does take a village and it really doesn't matter what your village looks like. It's just important that you're calling in, you know, you're, you're phoning in the village. Mm-hmm. You're not just phoning in a friend, you're phoning in a village. Oh, in my experience, if you want to grow, it will 100% involve other people. Oh 100%. yeah. You just won't be able to do it by yourself. I imagine like Bill Gates doing <laughs> everything at Microsoft. It's not possible. It's freaking impossible, right? Impossible. Yeah. I mean, even the, you know, your corner store, mom and pop grocery store, right? They don't want to be there 12 hours a day, seven days a week. They didn't start and neither anybody else listening that has a business. You didn't start your business to sit in front of your computer for 12 freaking hours a day. That's not why you started your business. Right. 100%. Oh my God. So everybody needs help. Preach. Everybody (laughs) needs help. And so whether it's a business or how you're feeling or, um, you know, with your kids, like that's another big one, right? Parents. Oh my gosh. Parents are so scared to ask for help because they don't want to look like a bad parent. Yeah. Parenting is the hardest job in the world. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And, and like, um, in, in a group that I'm in, actually, there's the woman that runs the group is a, in a, a multipreneur, like she's got multiple businesses mm-hmm. and she's pregnant for the first time. And, um, she put out a post like to hire a nanny and a couple of people like shamed her for that. <sighs> I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Right. <laughs> You're, I mean, there are different levels for everybody, right? right? I mean, I was lucky enough that I get to stay home with um, two of my kids until they went to school. And then, you know, the, my last child had to, we did put her, had to put her in daycare and did it, did it like suck for me, like feeling that a little bit. Yeah, of course it did. Um, but you got to do what you got to do. And, Mm -hmm. you know, hiring a nanny is not anything to be ashamed of. Like you should be like celebrating yourself that you're like, I need help. Yeah. (laughs) You evil, evil woman wanting to make sure your child's needs are met. (laughs) what and your business's needs are met and your husband's needs are met and your you know yeah how dare you yeah (laughs) 
dare you put your child and yourself and your family first? How dare you? Right. But I, I think that it's just, you know, we try to, I think a lot of times when people judge, it's because they see somebody else's situations that's like different than theirs. And they go, well, I did it right because they made the right decisions for them. And so they think that the decisions they made for them are the only right way or whatever, you know? Yeah. Or they're jealous. Or they're jealous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's, I, I mean, wish I could hire like, oh, I wish I could have a nanny. Like, <laughs> must be nice to have a nanny, or must be nice to take that vacation after you, you know, put five years or 10 years into your business and you're finally able to afford a vacation. Right. Nobody <laughs> knows what comes before that moment, right? No. And that's where I think a lot of us get lost too, is we see what we want to see, first of all. So if you're seeing something that's triggering you, really look at that. Really look at that. If, if mm -hmm. something triggers you, look at it. Why is that thing triggering you? Because you'll eventually find that limiting belief that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. See, that <laughs> was one can. of mine with money was feeling envious of other people that had money because mm -hmm. I never had it. And mm -hmm. I remember how I began a practice of stopping and thinking to myself anytime I felt a little jealous to just be like you know what they totally deserve it and I'm glad that they have it and the fact that they have it means that it's possible to have it and now yes. I just have hope that it's possible for me and like that was a game changer yes in success yes. in business was for me to just start being glad for people that had money yes when you and you know when you're as an entrepreneur too you want to be what I love to call the portal of possibility. Ooh. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where's my post-its? <laughs> um, but not in a toxic way either. Like you want to show everyone what's possible for them. And in doing that, yes, you're sharing that you're, you can take your family on vacation or you bought a, a new car or you can take time off in the middle of the day to weed your garden or what, whatever it is, right? You also want to show them, you know, the vulnerability side. Like it's okay to ask for help like we were just talking about. It's okay to say, no, I don't have all my shit together. Like, yes, I'm, I'm making it, but damn, like this isn't easy. It's not easy every day. Like, I'm not just like, oh, I wake up and I talk to five clients and then I get to go do my yoga and I get to garden and my, and I get to, you know, go to my kids' baseball games and blah, 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 and not worry about anything else. Like, it doesn't, some days might be like that, but some days are not. And then people didn't see like the five years before that where you had to work two and three jobs at one time and like just kill yourself to just on the possibility and the hope of maybe having a better future. Right. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. it takes all of it to get there. Um, I love in, okay, so one of my favorite things about like being on healing journeys is just like all the little quotes and sayings and mantras and mottos and beautiful things that like you acquire that you hang on to, you know, that help you do. Like my mom always said, like, it, you know, from the Bible, like this too shall pass and like would always say that to me and it stuck with me so much, you know, and like in addiction recovery, there's so many beautiful phrases and mantras and you know, they just things that you can cling on to and hold on to, to, to give you hope in a moment. What are some of your favorite like sayings? Yeah. Um, 
So two of them pop into my head right when you said that. The first one is your success is inevitable. Ooh. And the other one is that your thoughts have the power to propel you into any one of your ultimate realities. So what are you thinking? Damn. Hang on. <laughs> I slow down. Oh. Say that again. Your thoughts have the power to propel you into any one of your alternate realities. So what are you thinking? Wow. That is so big. And I think I mentioned one of the other ones earlier is that, um, you know, your, your beliefs are just self-fulfilled prophecies. When I heard that one for the first time, it was like a big, like slap in the face. I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> like, that's so true. If I believe it, that's, what's going to happen. Yeah. Like when you wholeheartedly believe something or believe in something like, um, like there is air. All, like I don't have a shortage of air when I'm awake or asleep. It's just something that you innately know you're going to breathe in and you're going to breathe out. Right. Right. You don't question it. You don't think about it. You just do it. Yeah. So when you have that much belief in yourself or in the future that you want, and I'm not saying that this is easy to get to either. It, it takes work to get to that piece of where you're like, you decide, you choose, you're like, draw the line in the sand. I have no doubt in my mind that this is what's going to happen, or this is what I'm going to do or what I am or what I'm being or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. It's that is what's going to happen. So when you, when you believe that something isn't going to happen you have doubt yeah when you when you doubt it like what you focus on grows so wherever your mind is at that's what's you're calling more in of yeah what is it? okay so i heard that it's like the universe doesn't know when you're saying no i don't want that like all it sees is that you're focusing on it and focusing on it means you do want it. So like, yeah. even if you're going, oh, I don't want that. I don't want that. I don't want that. It's still, you're still manifesting because you're like putting all your attention. You're, you're focused on that. Yeah. Yeah. You're focused <laughs> on that. Yeah. Whether you don't want it or not, that's what you're focused on. Mm -hmm. So that's what the universe says. Oh, okay. That great. Here you go. No, no, or yes. It just knows attention. Yeah. And and our brains work the same way. Like when you, I think another really piece of good advice is to ask outcome-based questions to yourself. Mm -hmm. Because when you do that, your subconscious has to answer the question. Okay, example, give us an example. Yeah, so um, let's see. Let me think of something. I don't, I can't think of anything right off my head. So um, you just kind of put me on the spot. I'm like, I don't know. I'm just confused. So like, it would be. So like when you were just saying, like, I what don't. What will happen if? 
Um, hmm. uh, no, no what ifs. Okay. Um, because then you're just, you're like project your future projecting. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. So instead of saying that you don't want something, right? You, you need to flip it to what you do want. Okay. Right? So if you're like, I don't want to feel bad. Okay. So then what do you want instead? You're focused on bad. Right. Bad. That's what you're focused on. So yes. When you say to yourself, how do I want to feel instead of bad? Go, oh, I want to feel good. Okay. Or how do I want to, how do I, I think that's a really good one. How do I, what would I do to blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm trying to think like in manifesting terms, like uh, when you say I want a million dollars, you're actually still in lack, right? Right. Um because the focus is on the fact that you don't yeah. have a million dollars. So, so say you were like, I want a million dollars, but you don't know how to get there. So your subconscious knows you don't know how to get there. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, I want a million dollars, say, how could I make a million dollars? Or how could I uh, get, how could I receive a million dollars? And that opens up a whole crap ton of possibilities of how you can. Right. Okay. I think I get what you're saying now. Like focus yeah. on, the, on the positive thing, like the thing that you could do, the action step, the. Yeah. Well, because then your brain goes, oh, we need to find ways that she can mm-hmm. do these things. Like, <clears throat> excuse me, how, like I, I have a pilot program that's opening for my, um, my course. Um, and it was like, okay, I want 20 women to go through this pilot program. Uh, great. That, that's great, right? Yeah. <clears throat> that is not outcome based. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking so much, my throat's dry. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but that's not outcome based. So, what is the question you're going to ask instead? So, what can I do? to get 20 women to sign up for my course. Exactly. Oh, yay. Okay. What what can I do or how can I invite Mm. 20 women into my space? Mm. Okay. I get the difference. I can feel the difference mostly. It's like we verbalized that energetic thing like so many different ways just now, but I think the biggest thing was that I could feel like you can feel the difference. moving away from the lack mentality, yeah. right? I felt like the voided space. And then I felt all the things filling the space and like, the, you know. Yeah, you can feel the difference yeah. in the questions you ask. So if the question you ask is like just lays flat and you're like, oh, that just doesn't feel good. That question, like, how do I make a million dollars? There's two things to that, right? There's the one where you're like, oh, I need a million dollars. How can I make a million dollars? And then there's another one that says with the energy, different energy behind it that says, how can I make a a million dollars? Just adding the how can I is like moves it from lack to possibility. Yeah. 
And then you kind of narrow it down to what can I do to actually manifest that into reality? Yeah. So I felt like all these, those steps kind of take place from luck to possibilities to manifesting. Yeah. That was a really, really cool uh, exercise. Okay. So if you had to get, I, you've already given like 25,000 pieces, pieces of advice, <laughs> but let's just say you're in a situation and you have you only have the opportunity to give one piece of advice to somebody that's going through the exact same kind of rebirth situation that you went through only one thing you can say to them what would it be be still and look within mm. love that so can you tell us where are you going from here? Anywhere I want. Ooh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, you are. Yeah. What's, what's next for you on your journey? <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I just kind of flow with it. Like, I don't, you know. So you, had, you said you had a course coming out. I do have a course coming out. I mean, yes, there are like business goals. Um, but, you know, what I have to say about goals <laughs> <laughs> is that they're relative and um, it's the journey to get to the goal. That's the important part. Yeah. So I'm always focused on the journey and not the destination. Love that. Um, but yes, I do have a course coming out, Intuitive Biz Academy. Um, that's exciting. And um, we're hopefully going to take a cool vacation to Georgia this summer. Um, just more expansiveness and more mm -hmm. impact and more yeah. um, abundance and more, just more giving more and receiving more. I just adore you. Everything that comes out of your mouth, I'm like, yes! Yes! Yeah! Literally everything. Okay, so tell everybody where to find you, if they want to follow you, if they want to come join your course soon, or if they want to do the stuff. Where do yeah. we find you? So the... The few places that I hang out are, um, you can visit my website at theelevatedentrepreneur.net, on my podcast at The Elevated Entrepreneur. You can find that on pretty much any podcast platform if you just either search my name or the name of the podcast. Um, I'm on Instagram at the underscore elevated underscore entrepreneur. Um, or you can come see me and hang out with all of us on my Facebook group, which is um, I just changed the name. So I'm like, what is the name of it? It's, uh, <laughs> it's intuitive. I, just, I found you and followed you on Spotify. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it is intuitive business and soul aligned strategies for the elevated entrepreneur. And that is the group on Facebook. Awesome. And so you sent me all of your links already, I believe. I think so. If you're missing any, let me know. <laughs> So everybody, all of the stuff from Miss Janessa will be in the description part of the podcast episode. 
um, with links to all of the things that she's doing, all the amazing things that she's doing. Um, I'm so grateful that you are here today. This has been a, an amazing episode. I loved yeah. it from start to finish. I'm really just um, really grateful and just honored to have had you today as a guest. And I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And yeah, it was an honor to have this conversation. You know, I really think our energy connected and, uh, and I'm excited to see what happens next. Yeah, it did. Let's tell everybody. We literally started this whole podcast today with like a text at 1111 and we're yes. like, this is going to go great. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. It was and it, awesome. And it was, it was magical. So I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you too. So thank you so much for being here and listening to my podcast. I just want to say that I'm really grateful and honored to be guiding you along your journey from rock bottom to badass. And if you want to see more about me and my work with my company, I Am Raquel, then you could check out www.iamraquel.com. And you can see all of the stuff about my book, my blog. Um, you can reach my I Am Raquel Academy from there. You, all of the stuff. And you can follow me at I Am Raquel. That's at I-A-M-R-O-C-K-L on all the socials. This podcast is brought to you by I Am Raquel Academy. I Am Raquel Academy is my own coaching school. Isn't that amazing? I Am Raquel Academy is education designed for ultimate transformation. It's an online coaching academy where you can heal in your own time at your own pace. You can navigate your journey in the way that feels best for you, in the comfort of your own home. Choose only the content that you feel you need that fits your budget. Gain a lifetime access to the content and any updates forever. It's self-help that never felt so fabulous and free. So you can go to www.iamraquel.com, scroll down to I Am Raquel Academy and click learn more. And when you purchase I Am Raquel Academy courses, you support this podcast and you enable me to be able to continue to create free, helpful content for people all over the world, which I am eternally grateful. Anytime somebody purchases a course for me, because um, it makes it possible for me to do stuff like this, which is to just give generously, and I love it. It's just nothing could be better than that. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Well, I love you guys so much. I am really, really glad that you're here listening. I'm glad if you made it to this segment right here, oh, you're a fucking rock star. I can't even believe that you did that. You're a fucking champion. But I wanted to tell you a little bit more. If, if you like this stuff and you want to see more from me, I would love that. Um, so <laughs> follow me on all the stuff. Uh, I am Raquel on everything. That's I-A-M-R-O-C-K-L. I'm on, I think, every social media that exists in the world. So you can follow me everywhere. I dish out free helpful content all over the place religiously every day and you can also check out 
www.iamrockhell.com. I worked really hard to make my website pretty, so please check that out. Um, and from there, you can go to I Am Rock Hell Academy. I Am Rock Hell Academy supports this show. What it is, is my online school. That's right, I got my own online school. So it's a coaching school, so you can do self-coaching work by purchasing online courses made by yours truly. And it what it does is when you purchase courses from me at iamrockheld.com, you support this show. It enables me to continue to make free, helpful content for people all over the world. So definitely check that out.